Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name's Dave. And I'm Matt. We are Root Beer Radio. Is right. And we are joined today with guests. Yeah, that's right. Who do we have, Dave? We have from the Q for You podcast, RJ and Luke. Well, how about where? Where? Well, you're right here. Here. You're here. Oh, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luke, why you are also one of the administrators and founders of yes. Root Beer Hunters of America on Facebook, a Facebook group. So I was supposed to plug something about that. Uh, sadly, Caleb couldn't make it, but he wanted to be here again. He likes to pretend like he's important. Sure. But um, he has been plugging on the, the Facebook group, our 600th member, yeah. an international member. It's a, a gentleman from Canada. And so he's really happy about that. The other, other thing is he wants to mention that he's planning on doing some type of uh, merchandise, shirt, hat, something. Cool. It'll most likely look like a, a Bundaberg bottle okay. and uh, some <laughs> Mandalorian reference to it. I don't know what, but um, that's, that's what he told me to say. Oh, we can only imagine that it's a Bundaberg bottle upside down over a toilet and saying this is the way. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I believe that is the, the exact design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I saw it uh, on the just two days ago. Uh a guy named Caleb posted about finding Bundaberg at a cracker barrel. And I am loving the picture of what I imagine his daughter is uh of tasting it. The look of sheer disappointment on her face is priceless. Is this is this the Caleb that you're talking about? Harris? Is it Harris? Yeah, Caleb. Caleb Nixon. Oh no! Yeah, that would be hilarious. I see. So cool though. Caleb yeah. Bernie Ta- Taves. Is that how you say it? T O E W S. I don't know. I think so. I have no idea. That's exciting. Six hundred. Yeah, there's six hundred one members now. That's the six hundredth guy. Yep, that's him. Wow. Incredible. Your wife's on it. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. You get to 999 and I will be your 1,000th follower. 1,000. All right. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying the, uh, the group. Uh, I, um, was enjoying this, uh, thread earlier about anybody ever put uh chili powder in root beer and what? Yeah, that, that why? happened today and i'm curious i'm willing to try it all in the name of science and all right. but uh the comments on this are just uh just ripe so we, we we're deciding that uh we're just gonna get a a crate a pallet of bundaberg and you know, every new member will just mail them a free sample and <laughs> instructions on how to do the review so that it's done. Because if you go to the analytics, um, it shows that the postings about Bundaberg are just through the roof. It's the most commented, most talked about, just most, it, it's. 
And a lot of times there's people who are like, hey, don't don't try it. And we're trying to warn people. But then there's other people, oh, I love it. It's great. It's like, wow, yeah, it's got to help you here. It's definitely one of the most polarizing topics on the page. Is it really polarizing though? Everybody I know hates it. Oh, there's like six people that really like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's right. <laughs> there's six people. But everyone is entitled to their own opinion and taste buds. Sure, sure, sure. It's a free country and all. Uh, I heard their ginger beer is fine, but the root beer, man, that's some foul stuff. They have some sort of spiced ginger beer too. That's supposed to be like a holiday favorite. Yeah. I haven't mm. tried that one though. So where do you get this chili root beer? One of my uh, people on TikTok here wondering. Well, s- someone's saying that they, they put chili powder. Yeah. They've heard of people putting chili powder in root beer. Oh, they're just putting the powder into it. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that this might, you know, be like more of like a homebrewed root beer sort of thing. Um, I mean, I'm willing to try it, you know, for a small batch stuff here uh, at home, but I've never heard of anybody doing it commercially. Question is the idea to open up the capillaries on your tongue and, and enlighten your taste buds. You know, activate your taste buds before so you can give Bundaberg a fair shake. <laughs> Could be. Could be just yeah. an extra bite. Yeah, give it something. It needs it. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but uh, I've really been enjoying this, uh, this Facebook group for sure. Um, it's, I'm seeing a lot of root beers I've tried before and I feel very lucky and fortunate that I have uh, such a great soda shop near me to be able to try some of these. Um, it's been a while since I've actually seen one I haven't tried. Um, what shop do you got near you? It's called the Blue Sun Soda Shop. Uh, they just opened up a second location uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, so the one that opened up near me is in Richfield and there's one in, is it Spring Lake Park? That's the original. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that's up north north of the Twin Cities. So they've got an entire wall dedicated to just root beers. It's like at least two hundred different varieties. See, it's it's ridiculous. I remember meeting, I remember meeting the owner, Mark. and we told him we got the group, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll check it out." And he has not wasted any opportunity in <laughs> taking advantage of my group. Yeah, well. Good on him, because <laughs> it, it's a it's a great way to uh, I don't know uh, get a you know your hands on a bunch of different varieties because some of us aren't lucky enough to live near a place that gives you variety. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've me. Seeing, I've been seeing a <laughs> lot of people focus on uh, the 1919, having 1919s at their stores. Mm-hmm. With, no, within a 30-mile radius of me, there is a Walmart, or two Walmarts, sorry, um, like $15 Generals, mm-hmm. a Family Dollar, um, and two truck stops. Okay. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the varieties is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I, I think to this date... RJ is the first person I've ever seen that willingly did a review on Great Values Root Beer. Mm. Have we done that, Dave? I think we have. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to go into a Root Beer Flavored Things episode. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that, I did, uh, after we talked with you guys last time, I went ahead and I ordered that A&W uh, dessert topper 
So that's going to go into another root beer flavored things episode. I did sneak a taste, but I'm not going to give a review right now. Oh yeah. Um, But I do have it cost me $9. (laughs) Should don't know if I'll get my money's worth. (laughs) We'll see. Depends on if you want to throw it at someone. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Make it maybe freeze and put it into a sock. There you go. And then beat somebody with it? Hell yeah. You could actually drive away with it. We could make some rip your flavored milk with it, right? We could try. I think it's too jet. Kind of the idea. What is wrong with you, man? They produce rip your flavored milk all over the place. Quick Trip does. Oh you guys got. God. <laughs> Quick Trip is like a Wisconsin based gas station. Oh, I know. We have quick trips around here, too. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. I want to say every summer they come out with a Rip Your Float flavored milk. Mm-hmm. Flavored milk. Last time I got it, it sat in my fridge waiting for a Rip Your Flavored Things episode and curdled. And so we never got to drink it. Just <laughs> We just weren't brave enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> Man. This is one of the things we're looking at getting for a rip your flavored things episode is rip your flavored fuel additive, which makes your, your exhaust smell like rip beer. Like, yeah. So when you're mowing the lawn, you can smell rip beer all the, all the time. So you're telling me that someone has made this multiple. Oh yeah. So you're telling There's me that you guys brand? are part of a cult. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Why are those people not a part of our group? <laughs> Seriously. Let's see. Jegs has a has a version. Yeah. They have one on there. Oh, it's on sale right now too, guys. So, you know, I, I've been sitting there pumping gas thinking, you know, what other smells could be added to gasoline? It just never never crossed my mind. Root beer. That guy at that moment. Yeah. Wonder who that might incentivize it. more people to drink uh drink gasoline. <laughs> so <laughs> might incentivize more people to drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, n- right now's the the season for this fuel additive because we're getting starting to get a lot of snow up here in Minnesota. So oh. we are, I've ran the snowblower a couple times this week. So, yeah. And I bought a cheap electric one for my last house. And well, I, of course it barely lasted half a season. Didn't I give you one? Yeah. But that, that one broke down. It was that little, uh, uh, snow oh. Joe or whatever the hell it was called. Yes. It was, yeah. very, it was, it was garbage for Minnesota. Yeah, nowhere near enough. <laughs> Need some huge. I, I discovered one year that a a leaf blower works just fine. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it depends on the uh, the type of snow up here. <laughs> yeah. You get that I heart attack. The snow. greatest thing the other day: a guy had a weed burner, propane tank, weed burner, yeah. just clean off his driveway that way. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's always a story at least once or twice a year up here where someone trying to do that. And uh, usually the police get involved for one, one reason or another. That's how they used to clean the field um, back at, was it Met Stadium? Is that where the Vikings used to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I used to like warm the field before games, just giant flamethrower. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's a redneck the solution I've ever found. Videos all like aiming at the sky when cars drive by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, can you uh, can you enlighten us on the origins or uh, the origin story? I guess for the Root Beer Hunters America uh, page. So. Basically, my brother and I grew up just traveling around and um, military at some point, and he was born in South Korea and I was born in Guam, but uh, we're totally American citizens. Um, and at one point, we were both doing a uh, upholstery job for the church, and you just travel all over the country, mm-hmm. and that that started becoming part of a you know hobby that uh him me and the other admin judd our cousin is uh you know we'd stop by somewhere and hey look i got i picked up this root beer or you know hey have you been over this place they have this root beer because we'd be in different locations at times as well yeah. and then um jobs change but the habit's still there and you know, Caleb been following um, Anthony and Eric, and they they had their own um, blogs at the time, and that's where he got his list of what type of root bears there were out there to hunt, and heavily uh, depended on their knowledge and expertise and their experience. So that was one of his highlights when they joined the group. But it was mostly just a casual group of let's just start this and see what happens with it. But we didn't know it it'd get even over a hundred people. So you know, here we are at six hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ex- see. I found out about the group when I was down at Ripier Revelry, a Ripier store in Galena, Illinois, and I was just chatting chatting Ripier with the owner. You know, trying some Potosi Ripier sought after draft up here i just saw someone i don't know i can't remember where i saw that yeah so so i was down in that area and the guy was like oh yeah you should join root beer hunters of america i was like what you, what is that well it's a facebook group there are a lot of people like you and me get together and talk root beer why have i not so i was on right away and invited matt yeah it's been true ever since See, and I hadn't seen a whole lot of the radio being advertised. When did you guys start posting about the the podcast? Because I think it's been a couple of years, but yeah, I think twenty seventeen, right, Matt? If I have to remember right, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was that's a full a- year into my last job. Yeah. So, what is your opinion of Dad's Original Root Beer Company, Matt? I, I'm I'm fine with it. Dave has his own opinion. See, this this is the dynamic on our podcast is that Dave has is much much pickier about what constitutes a good rip beer versus me. I just um, think the fizz overtakes the flavor, and you can't okay. too fizzy. But I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. That's my opinion. and I, and I like carbonation. That, that so. is an aspect on the scale. If mm-hmm. it creates too much of carbonation and fizz that you can't enjoy ever, then it's not helping you. Yeah. That's where I sit on dads. 
even though like that's what we use to announce the birth of our child the stats <laughs> yeah. I, I just saw on instagram one of the rapier influencers on there one of our fellow influencers posted a nativity scene using a dad's rapier and a mom's rapier because there's a mom's brand that's produced out of yeah, there's a mom <laughs> wow and then I can't remember what the baby was, if there was a baby. <laughs> it was genius, in my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, all right. There's a, oh, what's it called? There's a Civil War reenactment not far from here. Hmm? I don't think there was any Civil War in Oklahoma, but, you know, do what you got to do. <laughs> but um, there's a guy there that makes his own root beer, and it's really good. Yeah. For for me, I mean, to you guys, it may just be absolute garbage, but <laughs> I've I've heard a lot of people doing that at like Civil War reenactments. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's a really historical drink. Uh, I mean, during Prohibition, it was very popular, and you know, it's been around much longer than that. Um, yeah, it's been a yeah, it's it's part of American history, and apparently overseas, like in Europe. It, a lot of people think it tastes like, you know, cough medicine instead of apparently that flavor is associated with uh, cough medicine. Whereas like here in the States, it's usually like cherry. Yeah. So has sarsaparilla radio been taken? Yeah, I think someone, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when we were thinking, when I was thinking, I was, cause I was brainstorming all of this before I even asked Matt to join. I was trying to like, what is a catchy name for us? And Root Beer Brothers was like a close second, but that's been taken, of course. That was like years ago taken. And it's not, just not super original. Because how many, mm-hmm. And there's other people that have tried to do it too. So I don't know. Root Beer Radio just had a good ring to it. And then I sketched, oh, it does. I sketched up our yeah. logo on a post-it note and then took a picture of it. And that's what we used for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Until I actually like took the time to make it into a digital logo. So, yeah. The RJ created our logo one day, and I'm the one with the art degree. Thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it's pretty rocking. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it took me about half a second to see that it was a microphone and not a comb. I was like, "The hell is this comb thing?" But, <laughs> Why is there a comb in the middle of our logo? RJ, you don't have any hair. That's a cute. <laughs> Weird looking cute. But um, no, it just a uh, question for you was already taken. And then I think Q for you is also already taken. We said screw it. Just, just take it. Just go. <laughs> yeah, why not? There's a band called Q for you. Really? Q for you band? There's seven billion of us. There's bound to be people with your same identity. It's an I have people saying they see me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a what? It's an Icelandic punk band from 1980s. Yep. That's awesome. That's so awesome. We need to find one of their songs and use that as our theme song. As our intro? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm sure that could be arranged because if they were popular in the eighties, I mean they're probably all dead now, so <laughs> that sounds like we need to hunt them down for our guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Q for you, welcome to Q for you. 
<laughs> People what have... happened to you guys? Where'd you, why did you fall apart? We're from Iceland, so. Oh. <laughs> Iceland's a great. I just actually just went there last year, last a year over yeah. now, in search of root beer. Nothing, no root beer. You went there. straight to Iceland to find root beer. Just to find root beer. I've but got, I've got no other plans. I'm only here for root beer. No, nope, don't, don't try to distract me with your touristy crap. Yes, we, here for root beer. We saw things. We saw you know hot springs and whatever gnomes and pixies and and there was no root beer there was just boondaberg that's the worst part well you brought back uh you brought back some uh interesting sodas uh there was like a malt uh soda Mm -hmm. that was fascinating dave hated it i thought it was interesting because it it tastes like unfermented beer you know it doesn't doesn't iceland have the uh like weird fish flavored stuff too oh yeah I mean, they've got weird stuff all the over. Yeah. yeah. Really? You didn't try anything? Fermented shark? Anything? Mm. Yeah. Mm. No. No, I just had this malt beverage, and it was apple sin is what it was called, because apple means orange in Icelandic. So it was an orange soda. It was really good. It brought some back. Well, No, that was the orange soda. What was the malt-flavored one? <laughs> malt something. Yeah. So in, in Venezuela, where my wife was serving her missionary time, that was the popular drink was a malted, uh, a barley type of near beer thing. And it was called Malta, but she described it as drinking liquid grape nut cereal. Is that yeah. like Malta Goya? Something like that, yeah. Goya makes a, you know, a handful of sodas, and they make this malt beverage. Mm-hmm. And I tried it once as yeah. well. It helped. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't mind. I don't mind trying things like that. And Dave and I have extremely different palates. Uh, things that Dave would call bitter, I would call insanely sweet. So it's okay. a little different. Like your latest drip beer, which was horrible. Well, I, I well, I, I was drinking it, and then it, you know I started to feel a little sick, so I stopped drinking it. So I don't know if that's safe for consumption anymore. But so if I uh, if I toss cookies here on the podcast, I'll be at first. But we actually we were talking about this before you guys came on, and Matt and I both had the same experience where it separate. Well, mine like mine. I don't know if it froze. It was out in my garage, and everything else I had in my garage because it was you know getting real cold. Um, was good. It was just cold. It wasn't frozen. But that one like got thick. It wasn't frozen. But yeah. So. Mine, uh, I think congealed is the right word. <laughs> and it became like uh, like a Coke slushy kind of uh, consistency. And well, I just zapped in, the, I zapped, yeah, I zapped in the microwave for a couple of minutes and it, you know, reliquified. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll try and drink this again. And well, I'm regretting it. So all in the name of science. So. I need to figure out what I did wrong so I don't do that again. Don't do it again. I think putting it in the microwave was what you did wrong. That's a big, big no-no. Well, it's just the syrup, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Yeah, it's only cooking it a little bit. So that's uh, your, your homebrew? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I ordered some uh, root beer flavoring from Loran Oils. Uh, 
people use that a lot in baking. And I'm like, mm. whatever, I'll try it. And I, I ordered this thing. It was like $9 for a one dram vial. And I think a dram is like a single fluid ounce. The thing was like this big and it was $9 and I could barely taste uh, the flavoring once it was diluted into like 24 ounces of, of water. So I'm not doing that again, but apparently it's a super concentrated flavoring and like a little bit goes a long way in baked goods. But if you're making a root beer, it's not, not worth well, your time. I, I already know how you guys are going to feel about this, but you know that they make the A and W in the powder for pouring into your water bottle now, right? Yeah. We've tried yeah. that. episode. Yeah. We tried that on root beer flavored things episode. I liked it. I thought it was horrible. It was yeah. like weird artificial sweetener flavor to it. Yeah. I thought, I think my main problem with it was the no carbonization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually mixed it with regular water and then as also with carbonated water. Oh, really? Was yeah. it better? Yeah, it was better. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's not going to replace the real thing. And, right. but, you know, if you're in a pinch and you got, you know, you got the shakes going and, he needs he need your fix uh it's one way to do it so, <laughs> would you use that you to make your homebrew That's what amen um i have yeah i haven't really considered trying a powdered uh flavoring for the uh for the homebrew um you know think that might be something it. to consider in the future think about but, it and let me know yeah. i've got a i've got a one pound bag of sarsaparilla root bark powder uh, that is supposed to like, you know, it's sold as like a tea uh, uh, material for teas. And right. this, this stuff is so fine uh, that it clogs coffee filters within like the first ounce that goes through it. And, but even though that it's that fine, it has a really gritty texture if you try and drink it and not have it separated. So now I have like, nearly a full pound of this stuff just sitting in my basement that I have no idea what to do with. So powders uh, are, uh, how uh, flammable it is. Hey, that's an idea. Yeah. Maybe that's how we get a root beer flavored campfire. That's yeah. <laughs> can we do, do it? Can we do that in the boundary waters. Yeah, we could try. You can do anything in the boundary waters. <laughs> Before you get arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we um, bought some raffle tickets to win a canoe from Dorothy, the Dorothy Moulter Museum. They're having some a raffle to help raise funds to support the museum. Dorothy Moulter is known as the root beer lady, if you are not familiar. She has, and then they have like the Dorothy Moulter Isle of Pines root beer, which is this root beer recipe that she is said to have made. Um, she was she had a, an outpost up in the Boundary Waters uh, near Ely, Minnesota, and. Uh, she would make her own soda because they wouldn't let they eventually stopped letting float planes come in. So she had to portage in all of the stuff. And so rather than portaging in and canoeing in full bottles of soda, she would just make her own root beer using the ingredients that were around her. And she became known as a root beer lady. So they have her cabin like in Ely and now it's a museum and they still make, make the root beer and sell it. And, have all this stuff. And so we were talking to the owner recently and bought some raffle tickets for, for this sweet canoe that we hope we, we win. So we <laughs> drink some rip beer in the boundary waters again. Yeah. So question for you. 
was all the bark on the birch trees mysteriously removed nearby. Um, you know, I, I've actually done some research into that uh, for like a birch beer. Uh, you want the, the tips of the branches. And I think it's black birch mm -hmm. that you're looking for. Kind of like how you, uh, for spruce beer, it's a, spruce beer was part of like a, a soldier's rations for, uh, I think during the Revolutionary War or um, one of the earlier wars uh, in, the, in, in this country, spruce beer was a ration like as a beverage for, for a soldier. And black spruce tips uh, are the flavoring for it. And, yeah, and uh, you can actually make a high vitamin C tea uh, mm -hmm. soaking pine needles in, in water. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to try and make our own boundary waters pine or birch root beer yes. next year. You have to use boundary waters. Water. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not carrying my own stuff. Um, It'll be flat. I can do that. I'm not carrying it. <laughs> make it. We could go up and like, then make it right. Oh, okay, okay. Like and record it. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. It just means we need to do another trip next summer. I'm in. <sighs> yeah. All organic, all Minnesotan. <laughs> we can do this. I bet you think. I bet there's winter green up there. Probably. Let me look. Is the soil dry enough? Is it sandy enough? I don't know if my microphone is picking up the uh, the keyboard here. This is good. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm the uh, currently the the Google Foo artist. Uh, Google flu? Did you say? Google Foo, like kung fu. Google oh. Foo. I've never heard that. Oh, I don't. Really? Google foo. Yeah, I think we were all lost for a minute. It's like being a JavaScript ninja. Yeah. They didn't. Nobody needed to add the ninja part. If you do JavaScript, you were a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard. There is winter green in the Boundary Waters. Yes. On right. Gunflint Trail. Yeah, that's right. Where that's where she, uh, where Dorothy Malter made her rip here. Wow. So this is going to happen. That'd be sweet. We're going to hear about this soon. Well, Heck not yeah. Boundary waters root beer. That would be fun. Let's do it. That sounds as appetizing as Bob Evans' family's food. Is that... A, okay, I've had Bob Evans. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was not impressed, and I just was very... I was very, like appalled at how small the the portions were but that's just me so dave yes. being a connoisseur of root beer do you connoisseur other things also um, are you very criticky i guess i mean i think so matt matt what do you think yeah, yeah dave has uh strong opinions about a lot of different things okay but the <laughs> he's normally pretty nice about it but when it comes to root beer if you uh if you say he you, you like barks or something he's gonna give you the old stink eye that's true but, that's true i i don't know i'm so i'm a jazz musician as well so i like you know i guess yeah um 
trying to think, do I have any other hobbies? He's like, that's all I like. Well, if I'm going to beer and jazz, (laughs) (laughs) never going to do something like my wife and I went to Iceland, right? We decided we were going to camp around the whole Island. So I just went like full on research mode and ultralight tents before Mm -hmm. I like learned everything there is to know about ultralight tents. And then, the one I thought was best for us. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like that's my personality is I really like dig into whatever I'm doing, so I make a well-informed decision. Yeah, it's fun. I like learning. Oh yeah. So, uh, RJ, um, one thing I'll do at restaurants, different restaurants, if they have a bacon. Look, look, look! You can't talk about that on the radio. All right, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you know how the sign says no shirt no shoes no service their mistake uh if they have a bacon blue burger so blue cheese bacon you know gourmet burger i'll try those because a lot of restaurants will have that uh another one is with chicken wings they'll do a lemon dry rub that's one i'll i'll try from different restaurants and then my new favorite is uh, millionaire or billionaire bacon, which, whichever you call it. So that's fun. Huh. It's supposed to be an appetizer. You eat it like jerky. Okay. Interesting. There's a, a restaurant uh, that I, I've been to a couple times in Denver uh, called Bacon Social House. They just opened a second location in Minneapolis where they specialize in different types of bacon uh, candied bacons, uh, spiced bacon, whatever. Wow. And I mean, it, it costs a pretty penny, but it's a great place to have, uh, you know, have uh, brunch or breakfast, whatever, and get a little sauce in the morning. So root beer was weird. Come on. Yeah. Whoa. I know. As a, as a man, you can't say that you don't love bacon. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I think everybody should love root beer. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so are there going to be any root beer hunters of America gatherings in the future? Once, you know, the world opens up again. Yeah. And, and that's what was kind of funny is right before all this, I think it was sometime last year or now, I think it was years ago. We were talking about it. Um, having some type of meetup, but uh, the group's been pretty active as far as, hey, I've got a six pack of this. Does anybody need one? And they'll they'll meet up or they'll mail it to each other and trade. But yeah, a meetup was always hopefully some something that could happen. Um, it'll most likely happen in Minnesota. Um, at probably someone's soda shop, yeah. I think they'd be happy to host it. Right. Um, other than you know, apart from renting a, a convention, uh, a hotel or something, or I think the best bet would be at somebody's soda shop after hours. Right. Yeah. Or even at like a soda festival, because doesn't like isn't there Homer in Indiana, Illinois, Indiana Homer? Isn't there a soda fe- a big soda festival? Mm-hmm. I think so. 
Matt, aren't you a Google fool? I'll be right back, guys. Don't worry. Homer Soda Festival 2020. There ain't going to be nothing in 2020. <laughs> exactly. Homer Soda. Homer Soda. Yeah. I think Homer Soda Fest. So Homer Soda, I think they have her up here, right? Yeah, it's Illinois. Illinois, there it is. Yeah. But Minnesota has a soda festival too. Yeah, we did a live show at one. Yeah, at Blue Sun, actually. At Blue Sun Soda Shop. Yeah. Man. Hey. I, I, I imagine it to be something like that where we'd meet up at, at Blue Sun. Yeah, that seems like the last place. Without telling him, and we'll just show up. <laughs> just make sure it's not the same weekend as the Renaissance Festival, because I know he, right. does, he does Renaissance Festival performing. He, he he looks like a renaissance guy. He yeah. seems like that type. <laughs> a tour of their bottling line and up above the like freezer where they where they like cool everything, <laughs> there's this giant cage, like a human sized cage that they they use for the Renaissance festival. But he just thought it'd be funny to leave it up there and make people <laughs> the little kids going in there go, Mom, you want a giant bird cage size for a man. Don't yeah. worry. Just get your sugar, kid. Let's get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just stopped by there the other day. They're filling up their shelves again, which is good. I, yeah. uh, I'm glad to see that they survived this and were even able to open up a second location during all of this because this has been a... Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, for a lot of small businesses, this has been a real kick in the teeth. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, there's a bunch of those... Yeah. And that's what RJ and I wanted to talk to you guys being our, our only people we know that are uh, proud gun-toting Democrats in Minnesota. <laughs> I know it's a, funny, it's a funny thing for anyone else, and I explained it to my brother, uh, but he came out and worked there in Minneapolis with me. Oh, look at RJ's got nice. a root beer. Oh. Good job, buddy. You know what's up. You have to. But, uh, so- I uh, I recently got my girlfriend a new puppy, and I smelt something. So classic. Yep. They know more. And they've done that. But yeah, the uh, the unions uh, basically told everybody we worked with what what to do and what to believe and what to vote. And but you weren't going to change the type of people that lived there. There, there was. There's way too many outdoors activities every season to be had. I mean, yeah. uh, Minnesota was the first time I've ever heard anyone refer to a snowmobile as a sled. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I go sledding all the time. So what, like plastic sled, a little metal shield? What are you talking about? My Honda, like three, uh, 300 cc or whatever. You're like, you mean snowmobile? <laughs> <laughs> Here in Oklahoma, in the backwoods, we like to get an old car hood tied to the back of our pickups, drag it down the roads. <laughs> yeah, I used to work at a winery in uh, uh, in kind of rural Minnesota, and we like to call a lot of that redneck engineering uh, for mm-hmm. whenever we had to slap something together uh, on short notice. 
be surprised how much of that goes on. Yeah. Yeah, Luke has uh, given me the unofficial nickname of the Redneck Tech. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, uh, RJ, RJ started off in the tool shed in the back, and that was his man cave. And there'd be an occasional vision visit from the chickens. But um, and then he transferred everything into the house. He progressively got to be allowed in the house, but his set never changed. Like his backdrop was always the same, and, and that was what was impressive. And he was. He's he's on he's on the uh, the technical answers a lot faster than I possibly could, so yeah, yeah I'm still. But uh, RJ, we were starting to talk about politics a little bit because my question for you guys: Did you think all of this nonsense was going to end when the election happened? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I I mean because. My wife's a nurse, so she's, she's in the hospital taking care of COVID patients every single day. And so she sees it firsthand. She's been seeing the hospitals fill up. They're running out of beds. Um, and it's, it's scary. The nurses, though, are, have become, like, numb to it, you know? So, yeah. so we have seen it there. I'm, I'm a teacher, so I've just been, like, I, we see the numbers rising in, our, in the county where, where I teach, and we shifted to distance learning, and everything like we can just you know we're seeing i got covid at the beginning of november and so i like it was actually right around the election time so i was like well i got covid after wait no you guys have a class for root beer no i wish oh no (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) i mean technically i teach band and root beer i usually talk about root beer every single day (laughs) the buy down Wait, wait. So when you're when you're creating your aperture yeah. for your read, and you're soaking your read mm-hmm. in A and W, right? I would. Or, I mean, which? <laughs> yeah. so, Luke, he does not like A and W. Well, that's it's read soaking swill. No, I do. <laughs> an A and W restaurant in the town I teach in, and yeah, I, really, restaurants always better than what you got in your mouth right now, RJ. Way better. Wave it because they make it fresh every single day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's a little bit different recipe. Um, no, I actually use artificial reeds these days. The weather in Minnesota is just so inconsistent that just use plastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. Look at that saxophone. Oh man, Ooh, that's a sexy sax. I actually just taught a saxophone lesson this morning. That's why I'm still set up from that. Oh, nice. Yep. So, as, as a musician, I, I'm guessing your first lesson you give anyone that wants to pursue a, a woodwind, the first song they have to master is Brass Monkey by Beastie Boys. Yeah, only if they play the saxophone. Yep. <laughs> it's a tough one, but learn it. I love that. <laughs> that and then, uh, yeah. I remember learning that on keyboard. When I was very young, probably part, you know, that and that was the other one. Nailed it. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> What's great is everybody listening right now should know exactly what that song was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, they'll look. They'll find out. They'll type it in. They're like brass monkey. 
What a oh. damn. Yeah. <laughs> I got rickrolled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, guys, before we end this, I would love to say thank you guys for having us on your show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a real treat. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, it we live like the same show no matter where we go. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for inviting us into your studio. Of course. Into my creepy basement. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. And into my office. You just need yes. something like in a bag hanging upside down in a corner. <laughs> I should do that. I, you know, last year when we first started like distance learning, I tried. I did. I tried. I put something on the wall and I just gave up. I gave, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, what do you want from me? <laughs> no, you guys have a great sense of humor and you're always welcome back to our show. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, and everything about uh, Rip Your Hunters of America, I've, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the group. I'd love to talk about it more. And I'm, I'm amazed at the amount of activity on it. <laughs> that part is flooring me. Uh, you know, for a 600 person uh, group, like the fact that there's at least one or two posts a day oh, more. is uh, pretty great. Like there was just another one. Uh, since we've been talking. Yeah, since we've been talking about Not Your Father's yeah. Rupier. Not so. Hero. Yeah. See, and, and that's what surprises me. It's like, my brother's like, you want to be an admin? I guess I'm like, what do I, what do I have to do? I'll just invite people and approve people or, you know, help me come up with stuff. Because he, he was gung-ho to try to make it, you know, as cool as the chive or something and branch off and do our own website or whatever. But, and then we, we got busy with family and lives and things yeah. so what surprises me is how automatic it just conducts itself mm-hmm. I so think Luke, i have a i have a cue for you buddy yeah buddy how is it that dave's in his basement and still has a better wi-fi signal than you <laughs> i got five kids trying to play mario kart right now and they don't have any of that crap hardwired to the internet they're all using the freaking wireless signal I have we can wife wireless everything. No, and I, I actually have fiber, so oh. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, of course I do. You have fiber before I do in Minneapolis? What the hell? What do you think this is? Monticello, Minnesota, baby. <laughs> We're a desktop. Yeah. I need to switch over to US internet. But... <laughs> oh man. No, yeah, um, unfortunately, it's movie. another 50 years before AT&T goes direct line to us, so. <laughs> oh, and AT&T just uh, had that whole incident. What did they do? Did you guys see that at Christmas Day? No, no I didn't. The supposed RV parked outside the AT&T building in Nashville oh, for oh, that, half oh, yeah. hour or so warning people via some recording to clear the area. There was also gunshots several times uh, throughout the morning. So police were already there. They're like, <laughs> we don't know what to do. We're just going to stay away from this thing. And the explosion happens. It's still under a whole lot of investigation and a bunch of shady stuff, but uh, apparently took out the AT&T uh, building, a lot of service and, and internet and just direct service was cut off. But there's a bunch of conspiracy theories and things that 
attached to it. But I have so many questions about we, that, and we will definitely cover that tomorrow. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. Well, thank you again, guys, for joining us, Sarjay and Luke from Q for You podcast and from Rupier Hunters of America Facebook page. No, my name's Dave, and I'm Matt. We are Rupier Radio. Two brothers set out on a lifelong quest to brew some root beer and discuss all the controversial topics that plague the root beer community. We're talking root beer.